Okay. What next, party? So once we're back up, uh, Wynne kind of sighs and walks over to her door without any pomp or circumstance and just touches the handle to get it to swing open. As you reach out to the handle, the door does swing open. There is a stair, staircase leading down into darkness. Ever on what I suppose, she says, and just heads down the stairs. Let's do it. Okay. So, together you all wander down into the darkness, and then out into light. And you are outside. You stand in a small garden, surrounded on all sides by hedges, about in a, in a little closed-off section, about 15 foot square. Hmm. You realize that you are in a hedge maze. There is one exit right in front of you. Overhead, there are clouds. The wind howls. You can see clouds moving in quickly. Rain starts to drip from the sky. And from behind you, you see a red light. And when you turn to see a statue there, it is of a woman. She is holding a scepter. Her eyes glow red and beacons of light shine from them, pointing directly at you. The statue opens her mouth and wails. And you know this face. This is Olivet. Oh, God. And you hear the clank of armor nearby and the rattle of weapons, and you hear voices shouting, She went this way! She's in here somewhere! Don't let her escape! Uh, she kind of freezes for a moment. Are, are we here? Thunder crashes. You are all here. You hear the guards closing in. You have only moments before the guards catch you. And through the haze of the noise, the rain starting to fall, you hear a guard say, We found them! Get them! And there is a sound like an arrow being fired and a thud and a scream. And then the sound, it's not them, keep looking. The, what? What the fuck? What the fuck? That's, that's the noble woman I've told you about. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Uh, Into the hedge maze? It is the only way to go, and the statue is alerting everyone that you are there in front of it. Let's go, she says. All right, let's okay. go. Voice cracking. Hand on the left, follow the maze. You run off into the maze. This maze will be navigated with rolls. Don't despair. I've made it pretty balanced. You can increase the quality of your rolls by doing checks to see, uh, to try and navigate the maze. Win, you go first. What kind of check do you want to see to try and make your way through the maze? Basically, at the moment, she's just kind of dashing into it. Uh, she doesn't have, like, Alviva's, like, ability to navigate, like, through a forest or anything. So instead, she's kind of doing this the old-fashioned way, like what actually uh, Jill just mentioned, of putting her hand on the left and navigating as fast as she can. She's got the speed uh, on everybody else. She's able to go 40 feet. She's able to run really fast. So she's kind of darting ahead, trying to find pathways that don't work, and then letting the others know so that she can work with them. Uh, what skill do you think this is worth rolling? Justif uh, tell me what you want to justify that with. I could see acrobatics or investigation, honestly. Okay, uh, then roll investigation, please. Okay. Uh, 14. A 14? That's pretty good. So, when you round a corner, and I've rolled on a table, you actually see the guards. They charge at you out of the nearest passage, but they miss you, and then you run back, and you lose them. The footsteps recede, nothing but leaving nothing behind but footprints and, and the clanking of armor. Next up, Artie. How do you try and navigate the maze? How do you help? How do you pitch in? Artie can either climb or throw somebody above the hedges to see to look out and cheat on the maze. Okay, roll strength, please. Alviva. <laughs> yeah. You're the lightest. Uh-huh. Fastball special. Roll strength or athletics, please. Whichever is, whichever you want. Athletics. Yeah, get that proficiency bonus. That's a 16. 
With a 16. You hear yells and clattering, and the guards are close. Alviva, you actually see them near you. They almost see you, but you manage to tap Artie's hand, and he drops you down quickly. And speaking of, Alviva, you're next. How do you assist with the maze? Now, see, I can also cheat, because I can see through the eyes of a flying creature. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to ask Breadsticks to go up very fast. And uh, you know what? I'm probably, I'll probably also I'll stay on Artie's shoulders so that I can safely, like, it's not like put my consciousness in breadsticks, but basically just like see through yeah. breadsticks, uh, which would be hard to do if I was also still running. And I will get her bird's eye view and shout out to the group what I'm seeing. Okay, roll perception, please. Sure. It's a 17. Okay, uh, with a roll of 17. As you fly above, six statues immediately get their cones of vision on you, their glowing red lines, and they point at breadsticks and scream. And arrows start flying around her. Okay, breadsticks, come back. So none of them hit her, but uh, you can gather that the airspace is dangerous as all the guards realize exactly where you are now and start rushing towards your position. Uh, Next up, Jill, what do you do? I want to double check something. If I use find the path, can I do that to basically get us through the maze to the other side of Wind's pedestal? I haven't seen it, but I know what it would look like. The casting time is one minute. You reckon that if you try and cast this, uh, the guards will find you in that time. Balls, okay. We blast our way through the hedges. You're strong. Just make a hole. Can you make a hole? <laughs> I don't think making a hole be very useful to hacking apart some some shit as we go. And it's not stone, so I can't do anything with that. Okay. I want to, uh, I am probably like, while we are running, I'm probably making a hasty map as I go. And I want to try and, and I want to basically try and take what I know about mazes, how I know this, how I know hedge mazes work. And I want to try and use maybe like insight to figure out what the most likely path is going to be because these things are all going to be built on like a certain sort of grid. It's not going to be completely random. There's going to be a pattern to this. I'll allow it. Roll away. Okay. 17. With this, uh, you uh, do manage to discern a few things. You lead the party and you actually have, this is probably the only time you're happy to see a dead end because it confirms a suspicion of yours and you go, you realize that, okay, we can run a different direction. And from now on, uh, with all of you succeeding on navigation rolls, every one of you will get an extra plus one to your uh, uh, to your future table rolls. Good round, everyone. Let's begin again. It's pushing. You're pushing closer. You can see in the distance now. The rain overhead is is getting heavier. Uh, the thunder is clapping. You can you can barely hear each other yelling. The wind howls, and in the distance you can see archways starting to loom over the uh, the hedges. Things are changing a little bit. You think you're getting closer to whatever your destination is. Win, you're up. What do you do? So, uh, with the knowledge that everybody else has pointed out, uh, Win is actually going to take another moment to uh, kind of uh, since since we've been moving forward, Win is going to take another moment to kind of get a, a top down view. Uh, she's going to physically kind of scramble up uh, the side of one of the hedges and kind of peer around uh, to get another better view and call everybody and call down to everybody like what's going on. Okay, roll perception, please. 19. 20. Well, you get plus, plus one, one. So 20. Uh, with a dirty 20, you do discern the general direction you need to go. And you can see a mansion in the distance. And you feel like you're a little closer to it than you were last time uh, you kind of caught a glimpse of it. 
You also, looking over the edge of the maze, see bodies with arrows, sword wounds, torn clothes, and terrified faces. These guards are merciless. Wind drops back down, looking horrified. All right. The chase continues. Rio, you're up. How do you navigate? He's only got the one thing, and he can't really... Wind already did that. So <laughs> No worries. He's just going to help next person. Yeah, you can help Nep Squad. Alexi, how do you do something? What do you do? Uh, I think that now that especially I've gotten like a bit of a view of things, I do want to lean more on like the survival side of kind of in that same way of like, well, I've got a sense of kind of the physical layout of this place. I've gotten a sense of the shape of it. I'm good at memorizing maps and things like that. I want to lean on those kind of intuitions to be able to to figure out where we need to be moving. Right, I roll survival, please. That is a 16. Okay, with a 16, you do figure this out, and uh, you lead the party onwards a little way. You roll into, uh, you actually come across a pair of guards who are waiting for you. Already go. <laughs> you have mere moments, and I will let you uh, try and attack them. Uh, okay, should I go first? Yes. This is not in combat rounds. We are not initiating combat. This is a, a quick sure. move. Well, I I get two beams of Eldritch Blast when I Eldritch Blast, and I see two guards. Yes, you do. Go for it. Uh, so I'm going to blast them both. And then I started blasting. And then I started blasting. A 21 on the first. Yep, and the second attack? Is a 22. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so you skid around the corner, you see these two guards. They open their mouths, and you point out your fingers and blast them both, and they go flying back into the hedge, dead. Their necks appear to be broken now from this Yikes. impact. I feel a little bit bad about that, but let's keep going. Hey, Cap. If it helps, the guards then kind of flicker and fizzle away and vanish. Cool. Does that make you feel a little less bad? Yeah, that's good. I can kill holograms. No worries. Juliana, what do you do? As you've just seen Alviva push people through, uh, push through and lead you closer. As we are coming across this storm that is encroaching, I want to harness it with a call lightning, which would make my lightning strikes more powerful. And I want to basically like keep a control on it as we are running through the maze and using that to like strike down any guards that we come across. Okay. Hmm. What do you want to roll for the navigation check? Probably not an arcana because I'm bad at that. A religion, maybe? Religion or something wisdom related? Probably, if wisdom's your spellcasting, yeah. I'll let you just roll a spell attack. Uh, sure. 22. Holy shit. Okay, so that pushes you out of the table completely. <laughs> so what you do is, Juliana, with this last bit of concentration, the clouds go overhead and you hear a, a rising up of guards' voices. And you actually run towards that concentration because it appears to be in the general direction of where this mansion is now starting to loom over the top of the maze and you come on through and the four of you stumble out of the maze in front of this mansion and there are a whole bunch of guards in front of it and jill how do you annihilate them uh i think we are running and i think at that point it's one of the thing where jill just kind of like takes a bit of a leap uh comes down braces herself sweeps her arms around like she's going overhead and bringing them out into an arc around her uh, encompassing the swell of guards within her hand's breadth, like within that perspective. Mm -hmm. And basically just like a huge crack of lightning follows her arc down and hits the, uh, hits the guards. And they explode into ash and fragments of crystal. 
the door is there right in front of you, and you hear guards screaming, Don't let them in! Don't let them in! It's badass. Wind scrambles in. So the front of the mansion, stone archways trailing with vines, statues of the gods, planters full of flowers, lightning now crashing, and a rising shadow behind you as you rush in through the door. Everyone comes in through quickly, and you slam it behind you. And for a moment, all is dark. The stark contrast is almost deafening unto itself. It's so quiet. You're no longer drenched from the rain. You're in a room of faintly glowing crystal with starlight softly pulsing within. 30 feet by 30 feet, 10 feet in there's a crystal pedestal. Uh, 20 feet ahead of it is an open space. In the pedestal is a handprint. Wynn takes a moment to catch her breath and kind of uh, covers her face with her hands for a moment uh, and rubs at her face. It takes her a few moments of breathing and she's all right. Let's do this. We got you. You ready? Yeah. Do you want the whole tense? No. She takes a deep breath. And then she walks forward and without any fuss, uh, none of the drama that Cacophony would do, she just slams her hand down on it. Two figures appear in the room. Actually, no. In this case, it's a lot of figures. All of these figures are over on the right. And when you see Cacophony there, Cacophony is a mannequin, and she's moving like one. She's moving like a, like a marionette. Her face is painted in a permanent grimace. She's surrounded by faceless shadows, and you can hear them faintly cheering hollow, empty praise. She looks at you and she begs, Please, please let me rest. Let me take a break. And she, this, with her weird mannequin motions, she reaches at her chest and pulls and pulls herself open, and out of her bursts you, Wynne, and this this second Wynne bursts out of her and escapes and scrambles out and breathes a sigh of relief, and she runs across to the left side of the room, and I'll call her Jillwyn, and you win, okay? Okay. And Jillwyn runs across the room, and her family is there, Wynne. Your family is there. Your siblings, Merithil, Bridge, Seville, Rory, Filler, or Killian, they're all there. Your parents are there too, and they all weep tears of joy to see you. They embrace you, and you hold them tight. And as you pull away, from your mother's chest erupts a sword, spraying blood all over your family. She falls to the ground and dies, and standing behind her is an elf woman with long black curls and fine silk clothes, exquisite jewellery and a beautiful face twisted into a cruel smile. She holds the bloodied sword. And when you watch as Jillwyn falls to her knees and cradles your mother, and one by one Olivet walks around to each of your family members and strikes them down in front of you, blood covers more and more of Jillwyn and her with every stroke. And Olivet points at you, Wynne, with your hand on the pedestal, and says, This is your fault. Wynne stares at this frozen. Jillwyn pleads with you, Don't, don't drop the act. Whatever you do, please don't. Don't ever rest. Don't let your guard down. It'll be our fault. We can't do this. And Cacophony, fake Cacophony, marionette with her painted grimace says, I'm not real. I'm just pretend. I'm fun, but I'm not you. Please let me rest. Any, anyone who loves me is loving a lie. Nothing of me is real. Please, I can't carry this anymore. I'm just a distraction, please. 
and she starts to weep painted tears down her face. And Jilwyn says, no, no, we can't. We can't stop. We can't ever stop. We can't ever stop running. Please don't stop. Whatever you do. And and she weeps too into the arms of your dead mother. And Olivet just looks at you and laughs. This evil laugh. This sickly laugh that doesn't sound like a person. It sounds like a monster. When? And in your chest, the black flame burns. I know it probably won't do anything, but I'd like to Eldritch Blast the terrible apparition lady. <laughs> okay. You extend your finger, and the beam just passes through her harmlessly. Yeah. When? When is, when is like, frozen. She's, like, staring at both of these, just kind of looking in the middle. She hasn't even, like, physically or visibly reacted, other than to, like, go still like a deer in headlights. I want to, like, very slowly reach out and just tentatively, like, touch her shoulder. This causes an immediate reaction of, like, uh, just, like, kind of, like, panicked flailing, and she, like, turns around like she's expecting Olivet to be there. Uh, though she stills as soon as she sees it's Jill. Jill. Hey, 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 hey. It's okay. That's not real. You, you know that's not real. I don't want my family to die! Nobody's... <laughs> Your family is safe. No, they're not! Right now they are safe. Olivet is still there! I just stopped her for a little while! Then we can stop her. We can stop her forever. Then what? We'll, we'll kill her and then some other stupid noble will show up? When that's not your fault. That's not your responsibility. <laughs> I... That's... You're not to blame for... I just win. <laughs> There's no just about that. I have to be cacophony to make sure that she never realizes that was me. And as you say that, the black flame grows. You see the vision of Olivet point her sword at you, Wynne. And she says, Oh, if I ever find you, you know who I'm coming for first. Their blood will be on my hands, but they will also be on yours. What if you told your family? I'm not... I I've only told you guys. People who can't get this information back. When you can't protect people by leaving them in ignorance. This works so far. And you're scared. It hasn't worked. You're terrified. You're... You're... You... You're scared that every single day they might die. That's not a functional solution. But they're not scared. When you can't stop that, look at you. You're worried that if you that if they're not scared, they're going to keep not being scared until the day that, that that this woman stabs them. When everyone deserves to make an informed decision with with something like this, what if you told them, and they can decide what to do about it. What if you don't make it your problem? What if you share that? What if it's everybody that decides what to do? The marionette of Cacophony says, Please, please put me down. Please let me rest. And Jilwyn looks up and says, No, don't put her down. We, we can't. It, it's not safe. I mean, the thing is, fear 
of a certain kind has a purpose. It is what keeps your senses sharp. It's what tells you how to stay away from what's dangerous. It is, you know, there's there's good and bad types of fear. This, when it's overwhelming like this, this isn't the good kind of fear. This is the kind that, you know, stops you from acting. But knowing the risks out there, knowing what the danger is, even if it makes them feel afraid, that is a healthy type of fear. It's the, you know, it's it's part of living and it's part of being able to keep yourself safe. And I I do think that they can handle it. I'm sure that they're worried now of just wanting to know more about you and your life and what you're doing. And I think, yes, of course, they'll be afraid to know that there's this danger, but it's the type of fear that'll help them look out for these threats, even when you're not there. When they love you, they love you. They want to know about you, about the about the life you lead. They'll want to know about cacophony. They'll want to know about wind. They'll want to know about everything. Wind kind of stands there, tears streaking down her 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 face, staring at the dead bodies, at Olivet, at cacophony, the mannequin. Then back to the trio behind her. Uh, just kind of in silent, long kind of thought, like the tears just on her cheeks. And she sucks in a breath, lets it out, says, can we go back to Stormhaven, soon?" Yeah, as soon as yeah. we can. She nods her head rapidly. When you feel a gentle touch on your shoulder, before you stands Cacophony. She's not a marionette anymore. She does stand a foot taller than you, I'm afraid. <laughs> yep. She says, Can I rest now? Yeah. Take a break. You look to your left and you see Zhuwen standing there and she puts a hand on your other shoulder and says, Is it our fault? Hey, Gab. All guards are bastards. All nobles are bastards. Sorry, Artie. No, that's fair. A nab. A nab. Well, he'd be A R A B. That's true. Anyway. Zhilwen takes your hand, and Cacophony takes your other and says, and Zhilwen says, I'm so scared. And Cacophony says, I'm so tired. Yeah, me too. But then Cacophony smiles at you, and with a flick of her hair says, you don't need me anymore. I'll come back to visit, though. If you want, if you'll have me. Yeah. I might invite you to a few parties. <laughs> and she uh, raises one hand over her head, spins in a pirouette, poses dramatically, and vanishes in a puff of sakura petals. <laughs> you choke on glitter for a moment. <laughs> It smells like... smells like roses. <laughs> and Julwyn, with her own tears streaking down, mirroring yours, she says, We got this, right? We got it. Only because we got pals. That's right. Otherwise it'd end up with another half of our ear gone. That'd be a whole ear. And she laughs, and she leans in, and in a strange show of emotion for you, leans in and pulls you into a really tight hug 
and then she's gone with no flair, no special effects as she vanishes. It's just, she's gone. She embraces her back until she just plop. And then the room, the light fades, and all is quiet. Gem Gemma is performed by Annie Creighton, Anna Emmeline, Alexi Peppers, Rio Rios, Kit Walker, and Mackenzie Weaver, and is edited by Jake Mason. Our character designs are by Rio Rios, who you can find at vriosart on Twitter, and our cover art is by Canary Witch, who you can find at doodlesfromthebird.tumblr.com. Our opening and closing music is by Reckoning Storm Audio Works. Check out our website at crookedrussiancam.horse or .gay. You can also find bonus Gem Jammer content at patreon.com slash thegemjam, including Gilliana's private diary, as well as bonus content for our other shows. Thank you very much for listening, stay safe, and we'll catch you next time. Mackenzie, I'm sending you hugs. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I had fun. That was awesome. No, that was super... Mac, Excellent. that was super fucking good. Uh-huh. That was great. Hell yeah.